Ladies and gentlemen, the results of the test are in. And it turns out, if you open the envelope, you'll realize the truth. Patrick Mahomes, you are, in fact, Josh Allen's biological father. <laughs> it's, it's established. It's, it, can't be <laughs> it, can't, it can't be reversed. It can't be reversed. I'm glad you saw what I was doing there. Any daytime <laughs> show will do. Right. Uh, I'm DK Sizzle. This is Missing the Point. I'm here with Hollywood. Ray Sean Buchanan after a quite honestly very enjoyable divisional weekend of football. I really honestly thoroughly enjoyed every single game. We're going to talk about every single game. We're going to talk about this coming weekend's games. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about football. It's the it's the it's the third to last real football show and then maybe we'll do a Super Bowl recap and then bang, we're off into the wasteland of of no Football, Ray, did you enjoy overall as a concept uh, the divisional round of the playoffs? Did you did you have a favorite game? Did you have a least favorite moment? Anything really grinding your gears right off the bat before we start to really dissect this stuff? Uh, pro- probably the fumble in, in the Kansas City Buffalo game. I think that that that's a rule that they may have to talk about in the offseason. Or at least talk think about the, the touchback fumble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to change it, but at least I don't know that maybe at least talk about it. Okay, yeah. So essentially, you're you're talking about the moment in the game where, uh, well, Kansas, uh, Buffalo turned the ball over, gave Kansas City great field position. Kansas City immediately broke off with a big run by Pacheco, and then they were in the red zone. They, I think it was a screen pass, and then a fumble out of the side of the end zone resulting in and we've seen this happen a couple of times this season and it is it is always a little strange a touchback and a turnover uh uh favoring the the bills what is it that you don't like about it uh i just i just feel like you should be able to keep possession but just put it like at like the half yard line and then if they get the safety they get the safety but it shouldn't change possession in, in, in my opinion but if the other team doesn't grab it so i just feel like if they you know, just put you at the half yard line and hey you get the safety and you get the safety and then uh, you, you you go from there, but but there, but there wouldn't really be a safety, would there? Because you're on offense, so you're closer to the to scoring, and then you're it's a touchback because you fuck it up, right? So yeah, I, I, I do I do like I, I concept personally because it's like it's uh, there's only a couple of ways you can really prevent a team from scoring by the time they've gotten to the one or two yard line, scoring anything at all. Like if it's a field goal, you know, it's a win for you most of the time in that situation. But if you right. get a red zone pick or fumble, and if the fumbles, I mean, I kind of like it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a very honest interpretation of the rules, if you ask me. And quite frankly, ah, there was some shit we we do need to discuss as far as like tackles go in that game because. I don't think the refs had their best weekend overall, to be honest with you. I think a lot of teams could possibly have a lot of gripes. But let's, before we get to all the, the ifs, ands, or buts of the Chiefs-Bills game, which obviously was sort of the crown jewel of the weekend, I'm really glad they scheduled it the way that they did and we finished out the weekend on that. Let's take yeah. it through as we did it in chronological order on the weekend. And let's start off with the Texans-Ravens. Probably the most, in fact, definitely the most one-sided uh, contest of the weekend. I really thought we were going to see a little bit more out of C.J. Stroud. He didn't put in a great performance by any stretch of the imagination. However, you know, I don't think any, I mean, the, the, the old wisdom is there, right? I don't think any of us really expected him to even get this far. I think he's got a great future in the NFL. I don't think it says anything really negative about his ability to play. I think it's a compliment to the Ravens defense, which I think are go, have gone a little unsung this, this season, probably by us also. I mean, we've talked about it briefly from time to time, but realistically, like they haven't really been spoken about in the same elite conversations as your 49ers, your your Dallas at times, your Cleveland at times. I, I think they've been a little unsung this season. I think they really showed out. I think that was my reading of that game. That's like what I saw as the text of that game. Did you read it differently? No, I, I mean, that's historically, that's what Baltimore has hung their hat on, right? That they've been a defense. Of course, I was saying that. You yeah, know, the, the, the Ravens yeah. defense is back. We love that. That's vintage. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think, you know, and, and they 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 had to come out with that type of performance, right? I think that if we, I think collectively we'd have looked at them differently had it been like a 27 to 20 game or 23 to 17, we would have said, oh, like, well, really, are they ready? Because, you know, for them to be that close to Houston, you know, can can they be whoever they play next? 
uh, whether it be in Kansas City or Buffalo. And obviously we know, excuse me, we know that's Kansas City. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, they came out swinging. I think that uh, Lamar, you know, proved to, you know, a good amount of his haters. Once again, not all, because there's always going to be some that, that, that are going to still be negative about uh, what he does. But he he dominated the game on his, with his legs. He dominated, no, he didn't dominate through the air, but he, he did contribute through the air. And that's when he's at his best, because if he's giving you two touchdowns <laughs> with his legs and two touchdowns passing, you're not beating them. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I do think that I do think that the the he I don't know if he put his exactly a rubber stamp on like you said, like people will still say shit. I don't necessarily have an issue with Lamar and I, I I'm not I'm not wholly surprised that he didn't repeat like a failure in the playoffs. Like it did oh, I've been saying all year they they look different than that, like mainly because it was a lot of times their defense that was shitting the bed. For me though, I really do give the MVP of that game to Harbaugh because Whatever happened, I mean, I'm sure that Lamar gets leadership credit. I'm sure that he fired up the locker room. I did see an interview with him afterwards where he was like, yeah, I yelled at everybody in, at halftime. And I'm like, you should keep that in the locker room. Like, don't don't tell the media that. But like, whatever, that's I'm picking nits at that point. Yeah, um, I I really thought Harbaugh made some coaching changes at halftime that as much as I really like um, the, the, the coaching structure and the decisions that they've made in in Texas. I think you saw a guy who's been a head coach for a long time coaching against a first year head coach in the second half. And right. I don't think that that's any sort of um, any like, sort of. Yeah, I don't think it is. I just think it's I just think Harbaugh really coached a masterclass in that second half. I think the team came out super motivated. I think that they tweaked some stuff in the game plan. I think that they tweaked some stuff defensively. And all of a sudden it was like the exact type of game we were expecting from the Ravens uh, and, and their first appearance in the playoffs, not to mention the fact that they had a little time off so that you could forgive them somewhat. And I think we did discuss uh, on this show last week, you can forgive them a little bit for a little bit of rust, right? I, I think you could probably shock the first half up to that. And if we're looking ahead, I, I do want to talk about the Chiefs-Bills game in more detail about, about both teams, but just in the context of the Ravens, I, I would be feeling very good if I was a Baltimore fan going into this conference championship game. Definitely better than any other year you have to see the Chiefs in any round of the playoffs. Am I right? Yeah, no, I mean, for, for sure. And I, I think this is the first time they met in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. They've only played in the It does game. seem like a fresh matchup in, like on the eye test, looking at the two names next to each other, that, like, ever? Or just in, like, the Lamar... Uh, you mean just mean like Lamar? Moment. No, no, it's like in, in the Lamar. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't look like because I, I, I don't even think historically they've played many times. In the I don't think so either for whatever reason. And I, but I do think that like when you see Chiefs Bills next to each other on the slate, you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's that happens every yeah. fucking year. So yeah. like, cool. I can't wait for the Chiefs Bills game next year. So, you know, but like, yeah, when you look at the two, like I'm looking at the two logos right now, my notes and it's like, yeah, you don't really see those next to each other all that often. This is an interesting matchup. And they play, you know, different. Very, very, very different kinds of football. And they both honestly are relying on their defense to get them through to the to the to the Super Bowl. So I mean, obviously both of their quarterbacks, like that goes without saying, but I really do think because of the receiving core that Mahomes is bringing in, because of, you know, all all the factors that we've been discussing all year, I really think like it's if the Ravens defense plays better, I think they go through. If the Chiefs defense plays better, I think they go through. But because I think both quarterbacks are probably gonna have a day. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, right, 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 but right. but just in the vacuum of the Ravens, I mean, this is kind of the, their narrative is this is sort of do or die for them. I think if they had gotten knocked out last round, that's it. We're all writing them off. They're never going to get there. They're never going to do it. I still think, yeah, getting to a conference championship is big, but I, I still think it's like Lamar, you got yeah. like you, you like you said, his haters aren't aren't quiet yet. But if yeah. he gets to that Super Bowl, it's it, the conversation changes, you know. So in, in the vacuum of the of the Baltimore Ravens, what's going through your mind right now? Just, just find a way. Like it, it, there, there's not, there shouldn't be much. Mark seems there. loose. He does seem loose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 that's good. And I will say this: everything we were hoping to see from Michael Vick, we're seeing with Lamar. Interesting, like, especially if he ends up winning it. Um. Because like I said, Vic was something we had never seen <laughs> before. No. And it, it was it was it was un, unreal and it was captivating every week to see him do uh what he did. But I obviously I think that Lamar has a chance to surpass what we thought about Vic. Uh if he ends up winning, once again, you know, because Vic had been to a championship game as well, you know, before losing to uh to Philadelphia. But, you know, I just I just think that I say he he seems to be on a mission uh this year. Uh 
to me, he 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 was better this year than he was in his uh, MVP season in 2019. But speaking of the MVP, though, like do do you not think? I mean, in my head, at least, I think in 2019. That was the season he surpassed Michael Vick to me. It's like Vick never got an MVP. Like he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's 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 fair. Um, just for me, I mean, I understand why a lot of people. I, I think, I think, I think, as some will say that he did regress after. So in in their minds, that that's where it left some room for 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 sure. judgment. But yeah, if, if he wins a second MVP and then goes on to win a Super Bowl, like it's not even close. Well, he's it in was, a different conversation then. He's not in the Michael Vick like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're both you're both fast. You know, you're both kind of scrambling QBs, so we automatically compare you. He's right. more in the like, okay, well, where does he rank with like, you know, is he nearer Aaron Rodgers or Steve Young? Like, ne- then we're getting into those kinds of conversations. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Like, good old boys club probably doesn't want to hear it about Lamar, to be honest with you. But like, that is the conversation he's going to be in, I think. He he probably he probably passes someone like a Steve Young with with this one here. Well, I, it's a, it's it's the one Super Bowl club I think. Yeah, you know, you're you're at least in that club. You have to be talked about in that club at least. Yeah. Right, at least, especially if you do it on MVP season, like you said, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate. That that would be the ultimate crowning uh, there. And uh, you think that like Lamar doesn't really look like someone that they want in that conversation, though? Just saying, you know, I, I like yeah. doesn't play QB. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't I mean, I play mean, QB uh, like they want him to play QB. Right, I, I mean, that, I mean, that's and that's you know, uh, you know, this is why I, you know, with me and you, you know, I, I know, I know, people probably get sick of hearing us because we, we we're always we're always going to touch on that's something fucking that true though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're always going to touch on something that people don't want want to hear. But oh 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 well. Welcome to MTP. You think like Jerry oh, yeah. Jones's favorite kind of fucking QB is like a Lamar Jackson. QB. I mean, like you think like fucking like I just think like I think it's going to be interesting to see because he's it's he's going to be undeniable if he wins the Super Bowl. He's going to like it's you you become undeniable and you're you're then in the conversation and then you start to hear that shit though, right? You start to hear that like, well, the thing about like Montana was like his fundamentals, like all that bullshit starts to come out like after Lamar forces his way into the conversation. And honestly, that would be the first black quarterback to really get to the to the zenith of being you have to talk about him like this. You have to. There's no like you can, you know, you could you could do whatever bullshit you wanted with Mike Vick as talented as he was, but because of the opportunities that these guys are, you know, getting more and more, thankfully, like mm-hmm. these conversations are gonna start to come up. Like the white guy quarterback days might be over. <laughs> so it's like, now we're just having these fucking conversations. I mean, it's sort of already happened with Mahomes, right? Like it happened a little bit with, with Mahomes, but for some reason, maybe you can explain to me and the listeners why people are a little bit more fun- comfortable letting him in the club. I wonder why. Well, well I, mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we know why. Um, <laughs> with, I mean, like I said with him, obviously, yes, he, he has, you know, a, 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 black, a black parent, but obviously, with with him having, uh, him him being a biracial child, uh, with him having, uh, you know, a Caucasian wife, you know, there's a lot of things that go go into it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, we're not doing a razor here, you know. Like, it's to be fair, he he looks the part. I, I I'm, I'm not like it's not it's not it's not, it's not a noxious that that's just what it is. Yeah, he looks the part. The state, um, the State Farm commercials, you know, he's, right. he's, he's and, exactly. Come, come yeah. on, come on, my auto, put your jersey on, like it just, it yeah. just, it just, it just so yeah. Um, L- Lamar is me, <laughs> right? Right. Lamar is me, right? You know, you know, we got, you know, we got the the hair and you know the the scruff, the scruffy facial hair. It's just like, uh, I don't know, may may be cool, but it's like not cool enough to be on that. On on that level, like so. Co- Coach Carter's kid was a great basketball player in his own right, but like he wasn't facing the same issues that the rest of the team were facing, right? I mean, that's the lesson we learned from that movie. So right, exactly. here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Still talking about it to this day. No, I mean, look, it's it's not it's it's not a secret that the NFL has this issue, and I think that like it would just be an interesting barrier to see kick down. Like, and I, and I, and I like the idea of that narrative happening. So I like the idea of Lamar Jackson getting to the true ball and winning it. You know, like I, I like the idea of Lamar Jackson's face being the one that says I'm going to Disneyland. It's like, right. I love that. Like right into your home, ma'am. you know, like right there in the middle of Wisconsin, Lamar is on the TV being like, I'm the dude. And I yeah. like that idea. You know, I think it fucks with a lot of people. So I think that's cool. So I hope that happens. I like. I think the Ravens look like the most adult team of the weekend. I think that they, as far as handling your business goes, I think the Ravens were far and away the team that went out and handled their business. They may not have had the toughest challenge, but they definitely did exactly what we asked of them. And I don't think that they they 
really should face any criticism this week from any talking heads. Right. But uh, I enjoyed that conversation about Lamar. Let's talk, and I've been really looking forward to this. Let's talk about the 49ers and the Packers. Mm-hmm. I need I need to address specifically with you. I'm sure you've been absorbing the content since that game, as, as I have, you know, scrolling the videos, listening to the conversations. Uh, can I actually say as a quick aside, do you, is it just me or do you and your algorithms get uh, videos of like, People's girlfriends watch like recording them watching their team losing and like freaking out. That like lost porn is gross. Like, don't do that to your husband or boyfriend, first of all. Like, don't do that. Because like it it shows a fundamental lack of understanding about what sports is, which I guess is like fine for the fairer sex a lot of the time. But like you're legit catching me at my lowest moment. Like you're like you're catching me at the saddest I'll probably be that year when my team loses it when they had a chance to win right so, and like you're gonna uh, put that shit on the internet like fuck you lady I, I don't like those videos like whatsoever did you see that one of the bears fan i think he's a stand-up comic actually yeah no i, I was just about to bring it as yeah, his name is yeah Dan, yeah Yo. and he's like he's like what, what i've known you for like six months <laughs> this has been my team for like 32 years <laughs> i'm like i get it dude i get it yeah oh, oh yeah yeah, he's just, he's just as hardcore bears as, as as you are, man. He he's fucking hilarious too. Yeah, and I agree with I agree with, with, I, agree with um, I don't yeah. appreciate I don't appreciate these these women uh, putting us out there like that. Like, it's just a game. Yeah. He's like, it's just a game. What are you talking about? Game? <laughs> fucking he's talking about. It's just a game. Anyway, listen. Here we are doing a sports podcast. Obviously, we feel that way. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> but you know, obviously, we've my point being. Obviously, we've been absorbing a lot of the content like post these games and like. It, it really is fun in the in the uh, in the divisional round because it's so narrowed down. You know what I mean? You're talking about eight teams and eight fan bases still left in there showing their personality. Like who's annoying, who's not? What kind of trauma have they suffered recently and like across the course of their lives? Like, you, are you getting like wholesome lions content where like the guy's 900 years old and he's in the stands and he's never seen them even win one playoff game? Never mind two. Like, awesome. Well, no, he, and, he was, I, know, I know the guy you talk about. They, they say yeah. I get he was there. I mean, damn, he was there for Bobby Lane. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I'm, I'm like, like that. So I'm like, imagine. So imagine telling him he probably was maybe 19 or 20 at the time. Maybe t- imagine, imagine telling him, oh, the church not gonna get back here. He probably was like, man, he's like, we're great, we're awesome. Yeah, you know, with Bobby Lane. Yeah, you know, we're gonna run the 60s, and then <laughs> and it just never came back. It just never came back. I mean, he, I he got he got to see Barry. I that's pretty much yeah. it though. Megatron, I think, would have been cool for a minute, but really, there's not a ton of there's not a ton of upside in that in that capacity. So we're all loving him. You know, we're all seeing the old man, and everyone's like, I feel for these guys. I've been enjoying the lines, even though they're in my division. I we always shit on them, so I know I I don't have like that deep divisional hate for them. I'm kind of happy to see it. Yeah, and I. You know, Eminem's from there, and he's been popping up, being happy about it. Yeah. I'm like, that's my era, and I'm just like, this is cool. I enjoy the 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 Lions doing good. The Packers, on the other hand, I have been enjoying their loss porn a little bit. Like, <laughs> they're I wonder their why fan, their fan base. I mean, they have to slink back to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm not even 100 percent sure they have an orange theory there yet. I I can't I can't be I can't be uh, trusted to even know what kind of a place Green Bay is. I imagine it's just the Packers and nothing else. Like I've never heard of anything interesting coming out of there. Other, I've never heard of anything interesting coming out of there. So, of course, the Packers fucking lost. They lost to a superior team. But what's really been annoying me in 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 in, in absorbing this content is this fucking Brock Purdy sucked and Jordan Love love fest still. Even though Jordan Love was objectively fucking terrible in that game, like I would say, I would venture to say the worst QB performance of the weekend. Was was going to Mr. Jordan Love, and, and he, he had a worse ending. <laughs> yeah, even relative to expectations, he threw a horrific interception at the end of that game. And I really think that the only reason he's been getting so much fucking love, no pun intended, and the Packers have been getting so much love is everybody picked them as their dark horse team. It was so fashionable for two weeks to go. Oh, yeah, man, this young, plucky Packers team, you know, like, man, they've just drafted so well. Let's do a deep dive into this general manager, this assistant GM, and let's talk about Jordan Love. He learned from Aaron Rodgers. And this conversation, I don't know if you know this, has been driving me up the fucking wall. I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm full on a borderline The Shining listening to this. So the satisfaction of knowing what yeah. I know to be true, which is like, you don't get to have a QB 
like come out of nowhere like this and throw to a bunch of rookie wide receivers against the fucking 49ers and, and go to the fucking conference championships. You don't get to do that. That's not how football works. And San Francisco, here's what really happened if you're looking at it. San Francisco put on the worst performance they possibly could have in a playoff game, and they still didn't lose. That's the Packers' fault. That's the Packers' fault for dropping fucking balls. Like, they, Brock Purdy threw two interceptions that didn't get picked off. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you didn't pick them off, dude. You didn't fucking get the job done. But yet, because they were everybody's fucking hot take, they don't get they don't get beat with that same stick, right? What's up with that, right? Dude, tell me from a non-biased perspective. I mean, I know you're high on them too. I don't mean you. I mean like Skip Bayless, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I mean, with all that said, it was wild. Objectively, they were a drive away. Hundred percent, they were. Yeah, they were. You know what I'm saying? Because and, you the Forty Nine ers put on a shit show, though. Right, yeah, no, for, for for sure. But I'm like, part of that is, de- wow. I mean, listen, this hasn't happened to me before. I mean, they that, that defense showed up against um against Dallas. But I, I do think, like I said, yeah, they, they became the sweetheart pick right away. And because of that, they, you know, were getting the brunt of the coverage. And, you know, I think some people just wanted to be proven right. But listen, they they exceeded expectations by far. For them to be just, just they, they've been, they'd have been, they've been in playoff mode for a month. Um, so they've been in playoff mode for a month. I thought that Kansas City game earlier in the season was the game that things changed for Jordan Love, and he started to become a bit more formidable at that position. But yeah, you know, he he reverted back to you know once again, they, like like Mike, Mike said in the chat the other night, you know, he he farved it. And my my only disappointment was that we didn't hear a rant on the radio or on TV saying, you know, this isn't Detroit, man. <laughs> you know, you can't just. Hey, just thought I, I wanted to hear that so badly because I felt like it was that type of moment. Because you can't say, "Oh, you didn't a sweetheart pick," but I'm like, you can say the sweetheart pick, but I'm like, at the end of the day, they were a great drive away from being in there. So they obviously they didn't make enough plays. Yeah, but they needed, but they needed San Francisco to lay an egg, though. Like, so yeah, so they needed San Francisco uh, to fucking suck. Like I, I, I just think that there's a big difference between a team coming in and asserting their will on another team, and a team coming in and kind of fucking up their first game in the playoffs a little bit and skating by you know what i mean like i think that they were still the worst team position by position on the day the packers like they were worse like brock purdy had one of the worst games of his whole season and still was better than jordan love in that game like that's all i'm saying and everyone thinks brock purdy's a fucking system guy and this that and the other it's like well you know he he put on that Shanahan had a had a terrible day yeah that yeah that that final drive that's the first time it was like okay yeah, you know, once, you know, I cried about my quarterback not having a signature moment. That was Brock Purdy's signature moment. Yeah, but um, everybody the whole week before was betting on Jordan Love to be the one to do that, to have that moment in that game. That's what I'm saying. So they all are just feeding into their own narrative. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, 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 for for for, for sure. Yo, could people people were thinking it's gonna be a blow, but I I was like, I said, mm, I said no. I said, I said after I said that team was riding high after what they did to Dallas, so they may lose, but then they're not they're not gonna get smoked, and that, that's what happened. They didn't get smoked. I people was someone told me like my my brother's a San Francisco friend. He's like, oh, they're they're gonna beat them by 15, 20. I said, no, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I said, I said, when you beat a team like that the week they they played the week before, I said they're 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 a house money team, just like Houston was. They're house money. They're they're not thinking of the moment. They're just like, look, we're just going to play. But like I said, I think the moment got big in that moment, and he didn't think obviously. And then, because you clearly are not thinking when you make a play like that, so he it was a terrible play. throw. I mean, it's you know, really bad. Throw, and then it's like you know now, now now the season's over. But um, that's the last throw of his season. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. like that's so, a Brett Favre had a throw like that to end his career like three times. But really, yeah. he just like he would he refused to not throw an interception as his last throw. Every there was those last three years, it was like, is this the year he retires? Throws an mm-hmm. interception, season ends. Is this the year he retires? Throws an interception, season ends. Is this the year he retires? Throws an interception, actually career ends. I I obviously follow this very closely. <laughs> so hey, I, no, will, I will just say, I, I think that also Dallas tripped over their own dicks in order to get the Packers into this position in the first place. I still think Dallas is a superior team to them. And I think that Dallas did what Dallas oh. does when came out and shit to bed in the playoffs. That's what they always do. So I just think that, you know, the Pat, they ran out of luck. I really do. I think I'm not that intimidated by them going into the next season. I think a sophomore slump on a quarterback like Jordan Love ending the season the way that he did with now expectations. Like this stuff goes from hot takes to expectations in two seconds flat in the National Football League. And 
I'm looking forward to next year and the, and the very strong NFC North. And and uh, and I look forward to seeing all those motherfuckers and, with Caleb Williams. So now we're moving on. I uh, I enjoyed it. I I'm less I'm less buoyed on the 49ers after that performance, quite frankly. Like it was bad. So we'll see what happens when they go to play the Lions. But I mean, the Lions are on a momentum wave right here. Culture's changed. The Dan Campbell story is like happening. And they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were fueled by a narrative themselves. And I think you got to be a little scared of the team that are fueled by a narrative coming into a game against you, the team that's fueled by a narrative, right? Like the media's built up this thing. Baker, oh, they quit on him four and seven to start the season. Oh, he came in after Tom Brady, all this stuff. They have like 50 things they can say. And then the game plays out and the better team wins, which seemed to happen basically in every game this weekend. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the Lions performance. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, to be honest with you. I think that the Bucks were scrappy. I think we expected them to be scrappy. I think they've been scrappy all year. But I I I I got higher on the Lions and lower on the 49ers significantly because of this game. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, T- Tampa, they got every ounce of the season as well. You know, like you said, them going four and seven, and then they go nine and eight. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a resurgence in 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 this season. You know, him being the number one pick in twenty seventeen, and uh, you know, he he did get a playoff win in Cleveland, despite what people think about his career and making more progressive commercials uh, than having playoff wins, obviously. But he he's won a playoff game in Cleveland. <laughs> he's won a playoff game in 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 Tampa, so he's serviceable enough to get the job done. Once again, it helps when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin uh, at at your at your uh, disposal. That may change this season because of they have a lot of free agents going into the in, into into the off season. But yeah, Tampa once again got every ounce of uh, their, their their luck too that, that that got squeezed out of them. But um, Detroit seems to be on a magical run right now too. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, you know, I I have a good amount of friends from Detroit because I worked with them when I was in Miami, and it's been so fun to see them on their timeline just going crazy. Uh, hey, Erica, shout out to Erica. Um, <laughs> I was hello, uh, Erica. I'm I'm glad your so, team's doing well. I, I know I, I know because I'm like, uh, you know, you have a little you have a little situation, so you shouldn't be jumping up and down too much. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but <laughs> I'm happy for you and <laughs> that y'all are. Y'all are doing your thing, and they're 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 killing it out there in in Detroit. So you know, hope, hope, you know, hopefully for them, the run continues. Yeah, I know how I know how it feels. <laughs> Everybody shit on them for drafting Jameer Gibbs at twelve. They had they they eased him in a little bit. You know, like the usage was low at the start of the of the season. I was a little confused at as to why they drafted him so high. Uh, just just based on the position, not really based on Jameer Gibbs as a runner himself especially because they also brought Montgomery in. But, you know, it turns out the egg's on my face because they basically yeah, ran that. Really good for them. Really yeah, good. I mean, they they ran that running back room perfectly. Like, they 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 did, like, kind of a little bit of load management for, for Gibbs, and now he's sort of just hitting his stride at the exact right time. A lot of people were predicting the Jameer Gibbs game. This was going to be the breakout game. It kind of was. Uh, he really ran super fucking well. He took a lot of pressure off his QB, which I think you need to in a situation where that's your quarterback. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from Goff and his achievements over the weekend or or so far in the playoffs. I just think that, like. You're now starting to look at the way the playoffs are shaping up and like, who's the least good quarterback left? You know what I mean? Like, just it just across the board, I think it probably is Goff. Of the four teams, I mean, maybe you can make a case for Purdy, but I, I Purdy seems to just keep shutting everybody up every week. I guess Goff does too. I, mean, I just he's, he's he's one of the two that's been to the Super Bowl. I know they lost, but I know. I just are you ever are you ever can you picture Jared Goff lifting a, a Lombardi trophy? It's weird to me. It's a weird it's a weird image to conjure well, up. Well, I mean, pe- people thought they were in twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, people, you know, yeah, people thought once they beat New Orleans, they're like New Orleans on their last leg. This team is high flying offense. It's over. And they didn't score a touchdown. So it's possible. I think he's a better version of himself now than he was then. So it's definitely possible. I don't think it'll be this year, but I do think I do think it's possible that he, he could be that guy. And if, if that is the if say say by by uh, happenstance that it is this year, the Ford family needs to build their statue like as soon as the game is over. Just put golf out there next. Put sons. Put Ryan Gosling out there. Next to next to Barry Sanders, and just say, 
we we love you forever because it's just like especially what's going on with the Pistons and the Red Wings right now. They need they need something old on to badly. So I mean that that's uh automotive princess that owns the 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 lions, Sheila Hamp. She's mm. like descended of Firestone and Ford and she she put together a good room, dude. I mean, like, have you did you watch that little like kind of that mini documentary they did on her during the the broadcast where it was like, all right, first she hires this guy, then she hires this guy, and then she puts this in, and then they have this season, and now Dan Campbell's the fucking you know the the, the head motherfucker, and now look at him, and they laughed at him, and they, it's a girl, and like I was like impressed by her, honestly. She she That's she kind cool, of did yeah. her bit, you know. So it was a cool little story, I think, that their whole team, and honestly. I mean, not to get too sentimental about it, but I enjoy the idea of of Detroit getting a win, you know, like any kind of win, <laughs> like to be honest, yeah, like yeah. it hasn't been this good in Detroit since fucking eight mile won the Oscars. So oh, uh, facts. And, that was a long time ago. <laughs> and then on a on a side note, and it's, you know, I'm, I won't go deep into this, but just because we know what's going on out there. If they were to get to the Super Bowl, you know, I would love if they if they found a way to win or. Or even if they didn't win it, but it's like them being in the Super Bowl, getting all that coverage. Uh, go go help out them people in Flint, Michigan. I was like, I ain't gonna go into detail, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Go go in, go into going to Flint, Michigan. I could go out. into heavy detail, and I no, will. So. I will go into heavy detail. You gotta fix that fucking water. Water, That's yeah. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, no, That's people don't going on, and, and it hasn't changed. But yeah, figure figure that shit out. Yeah, like, that's wild. That there. That's still going on. Hi, 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 highlight highlight the team. That's great, but go up the road to Flint. And tend as many uh, clean bottles of water as you can. That's like, fucking insane. In the United States of America, you guys, you should right, be facts. Should yeah, be no, facts. You should Agreed. be fucking ashamed of yourself. All right. Figure that shit out. So, it's yep. crazy. That's fucking crazy. Whoever's fucking in charge, I, I would like to write you a strongly worded letter. Okay. Uh, the, the, like we talked about, the crown jewel of the, of the football weekend. Mm-hmm. I knew the Chiefs were going to win. <laughs> I, I okay. could just picture, uh, if you remember when Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo, and there was Jose Aldo brought his daughter on this weird Brazilian talk show. And the two of them were like talking and the daughter was translating for Jose Aldo. And there's this clip of Conor McGregor being like, tell him I am his daddy. Tell him I said I am his daddy. And she's like, I'm not going to say that. And he's like, that's OK. He fucking knows. <laughs> like, it's just like the, the most heinous shit talk you've ever heard in your life. And like Pat Mahomes isn't going to do that to Josh Allen. But man, could he like yeah. I don't even really think. Josh Allen is like a hundred percent to blame. Like, I think that it probably should go around a little bit more than the less nuanced conversations are like putting it around at the moment. Mm-hmm. There was one throw where he completely fucking like just put the wrong speed on the ball and he could have, they could have caught a touchdown pass. But additionally, well, the, the throw to Diggs was fucking amazing and Diggs should have caught that. That's bad. You know, I mean, that's, I'm it, like, that, it, that's, it was, I'm it was, that, that it was that right in his hands. It was yeah, right. And that was, I, I was like, my God, like you, you can't, you can't like the last back. guy you expect not to not to catch that ball. Right. But ironically, because he was out yesterday and he was he was kind of the chief killer a few years ago. Uh Gabe Davis. You know, wasn't he makes that Gabe... catch. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I'm like, Gabe Davis is not gonna be the star, he's not gonna be your number one, but you need guys that aren't afraid of the moment. And he wasn't a few years ago. And I think that had he been healthy, you know, maybe there's some catches that he makes there. Uh it is starting to feel like early Manning and Brady, where Manning could not figure out how to beat New England and, and, and Tom. It just wasn't happening. Um, I thought that because this this time around, I thought that maybe with them being at home today, they, they might uh figure figure that out. And it was basically a push with them losing by three. But yeah, it's just right now, and I know it because I was a fan of the guy meeting with, with Brady. It was just like, I'm like, damn, I don't know if there's other time that that Peyton Manning was gonna beat him. And then obviously it, it happened, but it took a long time for that to happen. <laughs> so it, it, it may happen at some point, but I guess it, 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 it was a Sunday. For the record, hey, Manning does. I mean, this is there's some nuance, there's some some buttons to this, but Manning does finish three to two on Brady like all the time. Like he does, he does finish three to two. Right, right. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, you know, I think we've that ship has already sailed though. Unfortunately. <laughs> like for, for, for Helen and Mahomes, like it's, it's like there's, you know, I, I do think that there's legitimate reasons why Kansas City teams have beaten Buffalo Bills teams so much recently in the playoffs. And it's not 100% to do with either Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes. But at some point, you have to, 
be good enough at QB where the other stuff doesn't matter. You know, like you're, you're, they basically cancel each other out in the other areas. Like mm-hmm. as much as, as much as maybe Pat doesn't have the receivers he had a couple years ago, the running game for the Bills was absolutely fucking non-existent. Like watching them try to run the ball with anyone other than Josh Allen. And this is, I mean, this is a thing you could just play the tape from probably the last two seasons saying this out loud in the Bills in the playoffs. Anyone other than Josh Allen running the ball was turgid. Like they couldn't get anything fucking going. So that's going to hurt. You know, they didn't break off any 20 plus yard plays, zero. And obviously that drop is huge, but zero 20 plus yard plays. There was key moments where Pacheco broke off for runs where it was like, oh, that was a loud first down. Oh, that was a real, that was a first down they really, really needed. And they didn't seem, and the thing about the Chiefs is, as much as it's, okay, he doesn't have the receivers, okay, this, okay, that, you're never going to see them get rattled when that touchback thing happens. You're never going to see a Chiefs team at this level with with the victories that they've had and the leader that they have. You're not going to see them, like, panic when that happens. If that had to happen to the Bills, I don't think that they are able to recover from that, to be honest. I think they get rocked on their fucking heels and the Chiefs drive down the field and score. But the game, at the end of the day, was in Josh Allen's hands to win. It, it was in his hands to win the game. The drop, the Stefan Diggs drop, and listen, I don't think you should be fucking bitching about your usage, sending media signals all fucking season, complaining when the fucking offense isn't going right, and then dropping that fucking pass when the chips are down. Because in the era we grew up in, when we were kids, the best wide receivers we had went by the name of Randy Moss, went by the name of Calvin Johnson, went by the name of Terrell Owens. All three of those guys are making that catch 100 times out of 100. Like, 100 times out of 100. Oh, and all three actually might have scored. Oh, no, I'm a... Dude, I... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, if, if, Martin Carter, and they scored after that. So, it's just like, crazy. I could, I could probably name, from that era, I could probably name you seven wide receivers that nobody would argue with me that they would have taken that... But if they had a, 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 a defensive back, nothing but green in front of them, a defensive back behind them, Right, they've beaten them on the step already. the The route is straight to the end zone, and the ball is thrown perfectly. That's the situation Stefan Diggs was in. Yeah, can I give you a guy that wasn't even a big name that would have made that catch? I felt like, and he was really good in our era. Brent Marvin Brady. Harrison. What? Well, no, Marvin Harrison was. You know, he's he's one of the. Good he made ones. that catch in the Super Bowl against the Bears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but took it to the house. Brent Brent Brendan Lloyd would have made a catch like hundred percent, and he would have gone. He would have gone to the fucking. Oh, but I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Yeah. I don't know, but like you said, you you can't be, uh, they can't you couldn't have the thing the narrative saying oh is the is the window closing and you know is there is the strife between a quarterback and a star wide receiver yeah, and then for the last seven to eight games not come out to produce <laughs> right right and like yeah. you're feeding that narrative yeah. even just by not coming out and saying that it's not a thing you know you never heard Stephon Diggs being like it's fine we're fine that's all stupid you just heard him go like uh. Like whatever the fuck, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's like everything is fine, and then it's like it's the fire, you know, right, yeah. right, so. and it's like, uh, you know, people used to the leeway we give motherfuckers now, like especially the skill positions, like if Terrell Owens was doing that shit, oh, they would been all over on him, fire. on fire, they would have been all over him, like the whole fucking year, like they would have been all fucking over him. But guess what? He would have made the catch, and he would have gone to the house with it. Like that's like that's totally, totally, totally agree. Yep. But also, there's guys around the league. I mean, you you named a guy on his team that you think would have made that play. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can I can name you a few wide receiver twos that would have made that play. T. Higgins would have made that play. You know what I mean? Like, no problem. Like, absolutely fucking no problem. Yeah. I just to me, I and obviously he got hurt earlier. Michael Gallup would have made that play. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I just i I would have loved to see Joe Burrow come back one more time. And I know, he, and not having him in the narrative was that, that. That's now. Now what I think about it, that's the real robbery because Bur- Burrow's not afraid. He's not. Dude. He's not. He's not. He's not afraid at the that's, moment. That's been that, the that, robbery. That's 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 the. You know what? Let me say. Let me say that back. Bur- Burrow is the Peyton Manning to him when, when he when he's healthy. It's not Josh. Josh is Big Ben, and, and that's okay. That's totally fine. So it's it's. it's I mean, if, if he'd be lucky to be Big Ben, that's two chips. He's, I know, he's two chips away from being Big Ben. That, 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 no, I'm, I'm saying, but just how he plays, though. That that that's Big Ben. Sure. No, but you know, if, I mean, he was the same number as this guy. Maybe he's Philip Rivers instead. We can say Rivers. He's Rivers for now. That's fine. <laughs> we can say he's Philip. How many Rivers. kids? How many kids? Uh, maybe maybe he's eight. But I don't know. <laughs> you can, you can tie Philip Rivers on kids. Maybe that's the thing, though. I mean, me and Bobby have been talking about this narrative all year. It's like the 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 wide receiver, or sorry, the quarterback class right now. 
is trash. Like Mahomes is clearly good. Like he's clear, he clearly would have been in the conversation with Brady and Manning when during that era, like very, very clearly, like probably above Manning after, after a little bit, but like, My that's it. it fucking drops off after him. So fucking hard. Like Burrow, honestly, yeah, Burrow's sick. And like, I love when he's here to like challenge Mahomes and like Mahomes got over that hump last season and that's big. But, like, they don't want that man to live in Cincinnati. They will not get motherfuckers to protect him. Like, they just won't do it. They refuse. So, I don't know. Like, they're, they're not using that asset properly down there. Like, they they treated Peyton Manning like if you didn't guard him with your life, you were off the fucking team, as they as well they should have. You know, right. as well right. they fucking should have. It's their literally their highest asset, like, monetary asset. But they just won't fucking protect Joe Burrow down there. I don't. I, I have Carson Palmer fears for him. You know, obviously he already has surpassed him skill wise, but like I don't want to see him get fucking creamed in the pocket and just yeah, no yeah, more fucking Joe Burrow. Like Jesus Christ. On that note, in this game, like I thought the refs were missing a lot of fucking calls, dude. And yeah. it was a very, very stupid. I, I, I do lay the blame ultimately at Josh Allen's feet. It was very, very stupid to do that Demar Hamlin fake punt run move. Like it was be they did it because it was Demar Hamlin. They did it because it would have been sick to see him make a play and get a first down. But everybody on the special teams defense was like, I think they're going to try some shit right here. <laughs> like They just immediately fucking swarmed him. I think there was one hit where the Hamlin was like involved in. He makes the tackle and the Chiefs player sits up, like kneels up and a bill comes in and fucking hits him and they don't call it. And I'm like, okay, so... Now we're at the point where you're so bad at your job. I'm worried. And DeMar Hamlin's in the frame. You know what I mean? Like, he's just made a play on right. while this play is happening. And I'm like, now I'm in, at the point where now, like, you guys being shitty at your job every week is frustrating. And it reduces the, it reduces the quality of the, of the matches. And it makes, it makes it a little unfair. And I think, like, Green Bay is bitching a lot about, like, some of the stuff that was happening to them. I don't really feel bad for them. But, you know, if I was in their position... But, like, you can't possibly not throw a flag when something like that happens. Like, that's full-on player safety. Did you see this play? Yeah, I know, I know what play you're talking about. I, I mean, I, same thing. Oh, well, this is in a regular season. But same thing went a couple years ago when they was messed up with Gronk. And then Gronk, you know, go, went WWE on Tredavious Wright. He was out of bounds for that. I mean, they and but they called the flag there. But that was blatant. So, it was that was just as blatant of where Gronk did. So, I, I don't I don't know why. Right, and the yeah. inconsistency is it all ultimately always becomes the most frustrating part of an officiating conversation because it's like it's always it's I I don't think that they're biased, like I don't think that they're saying like fuck this team now fuck this team. I think they're incompetent, and incompetence looks like bias in a situation like this because it's mm -hmm. like you're you're always going to remember the ones that went against your team when you see the exact same shit happen and not get fucking called. In other yeah. areas of the of the sport, in other times, you know that's yeah. fucking yeah. frustrating. No, for sure to to me. But the beginning of the end happened in that Saints Rams game in 2018, when that when that dude hugged him out of bounds, hugged him, and they said, yeah, "It's just you know, it's just it's just a football play." Really? The man hugged him out of bounds. Are you saying it's 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 a, it's a football play? Wow. So uh, that to me was the beginning of the end. But yes, then what about the what about the calls? What about the calls like for the QBs? Like like the they're they're over yeah, I mean, they, the quarterback. They, they, they they're gonna protect they listen, they they're gonna they protect Mahomes the way they protect the Peyton Manning. So okay, you, you Manning but I'm way. genuinely after I watched after I watched the fucking Bills play the Steelers, I'm sure that Kansas City watched that game. I'm sure they reviewed that tape very fucking like in detail. Josh Allen going for a fucking fake slide to like spark that run because of like how it's called when you hit a quarterback, he's a runner. Like you've declared yourself a runner. You right. get to get fucking hit for me. Remove the slide, bro. There's no, I like, no, like you've run past the line of scrimmage. You're a runner. Now you are under all the same obligations as, as a runner. And if I'm the chiefs and it didn't, the opportunity didn't really arise in this game, but I honestly would be like, Yo, I, I'm good. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm like, I'm good with two personal fouls today. If Josh Allen tries to do a fake slide, like I, you need to absolutely, like if somebody gets thrown out of the game for fucking hitting Josh Allen on a fake slide, like spearing him, I'm taking you to a fucking steak dinner. Now I don't encourage that, but that is what I would be saying to my fucking players. Like, dude, he's not, he's not being that Wayne with Vince and gentlemen. <laughs> he's not going to be Wayne with the champagne. So calm, calm down for those that hear that later on. <laughs> Listen, it was a different era, you know, like this is where we came up. But I uh, did you ever hear that Patrice O'Neal bit where he's like, 
they're fucking when somebody gets hit now in the NFL, they're all like kneeling down, saying prayers. He's like, back when I played football, the crowd would be like, he's paralyzed. <laughs> He'd be like, we're not kneeling. We'd be like, yeah, yeah, we did that shit. Um, right. anyway, my point being, it's like it's it's very inconsistent. Like a quarterback's life is worth more than the life of a fucking random like you know wide receiver four just because like yeah when they you know, pay a five catch it at first yeah. That's fucking crazy. I I, I thought no, I agree. Was, I agree, but that that's just, that's just what it is. So no, I understand it's the it's a fact of life. But I just I just thought that that late hit I just thought was so disgusting. Like just as a football play, like it reminds it's the closest thing that like I think you can get to when you hit a guy when he's in the air when you're watching a basketball game or you're playing basketball when you fucking intentionally lower your shoulder into somebody when he's up by the fucking hoop. It's like an unwritten rule. Like everybody in the park is gonna be like, "What the fuck, dude." Like, why did you do that? Like, he's fucking hurt now. Oh, probably. You know, like, it's, come on. Come on, guys. Have a little fucking respect for the game and respect for the man's fucking health and career. Don't do that shit. And it went swept under the rug. That's the annoying part to me. Like, I I think in New York, they should be able to be like, hey, hey, like, you got to throw a fucking flag for that. At least, at least. I, I thought I was going to see him ejected, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. And it blows my mind because I'm like, Troy Vincent is like high up in the NFL ranks as far as the office. Troy Vincent was one of the hardest hitting individuals. The um, hardest hitting the safety in the league. But, Darren Sharp. Yeah, he played, he played, he played, <laughs> him and Dawkins played. I'm like, how, I'm like how, how have you gotten this off? Right. That, that, that's where I'm at. How, how have you gotten this off, Troy? How? How? When you, you, I said, y'all was laying out, motherfuckers, on a weekly basis. You and you and you and Brian Dawkins were laying y'all was sending people home, and you have a nerve to be this soft. <laughs> you Jeremiah Trotter, that 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 defense in the early two thousands, y'all y'all was sending people home. Who was that? Uh, who was your was who is the who is the Patriot safety that went to the Bears that was just like such a dirty fucking player? What was his name? Oh, uh, Mary, I can Mary remember. Yeah, yeah. So Merriweather basically comes to the Bears the year that they start cracking down on those <laughs> on those rules. Like, I was like, we got fucking Brandon Merriweather. Yes, dude, he's gonna fucking fuck yeah, some he, guys he, up. He, he would have been he would have been a top ten guy had the rules not changed. Oh, hundred percent. That was that was a big part of his his game. So, but you didn't want to come near him. Like he made he made yeah. motherfuckers like not want to come near him. But it was it was it was all tied into like that bounty scandal was a big part of it. There was the Sort of Tom Brady was out for that one season, and yeah, that was an ankle. Like, yeah, was which but... a, a, a Chiefs player? <laughs> it was against Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> right? Uh, right, and so, it's like uh, that kind of stuff. They so were like, like "All right, what's our product time. without Tom Brady in it? What's our fucking product without Tom Brady in it? Like, this is fucking annoying." Right. But right. like, I you know, instead of changing the fucking rules, how about teams are just competent? You know, like my Burrow example. Like, just keep your fucking quarterback healthy. It's not you. You can't. You know, like Mike McDaniel took a fucking Tua whose skull is apparently made of glass and just kept him safe for a whole season. Just kept him safe for a whole fucking season. How did he do it? He was like, well, if my quarterback gets hit, his brain is going to melt in his head. So I need to get him to release the ball very, very quickly. And I need to give him a lot of time. I need to do both of those things so he never gets creamed for the entire season. The fucking Bengals didn't do that. And that, quite frankly, is, a, is an absolute uh, abortion of justice. You know, like it's, it's gross. Like they should be, they should be reprimanded by the league. Like if the league is going to get mad that their product is getting hurt and we didn't get Joe Burrow this season, which made this season not as good. It should like just what you were just saying about the playoff game. Like, you know, there's no Joe Burrow in the conversation. And quite frankly, he was turning the season for the, for the fucking Bengals around. He was doing that Joe Burrow thing. He was like, right. They were on the come up. You know, they yep. would have made the playoffs, I guarantee it. They almost did without oh, for him. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and they would have been a tough out because, like, he's – you could – like, we've seen him now in the postseason. We know he's not going to shy away from the moment. And once again, he's the only quarterback in the AFC that does not have any fear. He's he's won an arrowhead. He's won at uh, – He's what you know, they he, all thought Baker Mayfield was going to be. Twice. Yeah, exactly. He's been saying that, you know. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know – and you knew it meant something to them because they were so hyped when they beat him last year. Right. So right. You know yeah, so, that, that was that that was like Mahomes overcame the big like bugaboo yep. in his career. Like, was Joe Burrow gonna come here? Was he gonna be the Mahomes killer every year? Was you know, oh no, Pat did it. He did it. He made it to the Super Bowl. He's definitely winning it now. I'll uh, uh, take for next year. I, I think he does it again next year. <laughs> 
I think he comes in the next year and beats him. I wouldn't be yep. surprised. I, I yep. really wouldn't be surprised. At all, so. um, yep. He's a competitor. I love that guy. I, I do think that they need to give, they need to make some shrewd choices in the offseason that they didn't do last year. I think that they're riding, they're coasting on uh, Burrow a little bit. It's giving me Andrew Luck vibes. Um, at times, and I'm, and it's annoying me and I need them to like, just be smart about the product that they have, because let me tell you, it sucks to not have a good quarterback and not everybody has a good quarterback. In fact, most people don't. So, right. uh, you know, think about that when you don't finish your dinner next time, whatever the analogy should be. So chiefs, Ravens, lions, 49ers. I personally have, I have the, I have the Ravens and I have the lions and we can talk about the lions and, and the Niners first, if you want, because that's probably a hotter take. I'm not going to put any money on the Ravens and the Chiefs because I, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I just have a feeling that the Ravens are going to win. But I don't want to be on the other end of a Mahomesing. So I'm not going to put any dollars anywhere near that game. But I gotcha. do think the Lions are, like you you kind of alluded to it, like the Lions are a little bit of a heater. Like they, they have that weird playoff momentum, like the nobody believes in this team. And I think, and the 49ers do not look good. Like they look legitimately sloppy. So, and they went through multiple game skids, like one multiple game skid this season, right? That's basically what they had, but it was a multiple game skid. So that's to say they could come out in the championship game and, and fucking lay an egg. And I, if they do what they did, if they do what even close to what they did against the Packers, I think the fucking Lions are winning this game. However, you can really move the fucking ball against this Lions defense. If we're really tough, like narratives aside, if they get Debo back, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they might absolutely fucking shred them up now that I think Debo coming back is huge, but if he's labored in any sense, you know, Aaron Glenn, uh, who was a longtime corner in this league and now has done some good work as a defensive coordinator for the Lions, they're, it's, it's gonna, they're going to pin the airs back and just going to go after Purdy. And yes, you still have McCaffrey, you still have Kittle, you still have Ayuk. Um, I mean, McCaffrey looked like he was having like a hard running day against the Packers. He wasn't like breaking off for a ton, but he still put like 100 yards and two TDs up. You know, it's right. like so it's, it's, it's so, so so think about that. Had had it off night, but still still was able to get to that to that number. So yeah, so obviously the, the playmakers are still there, but like I said, Debo is is the guy. He's not a guy. He's the guy over there. So yeah, so I mean, I have San Francisco winning, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Detroit won. And it's funny, right? We we I think we talked about this right after. It probably was you and Bob because you know you guys used to carry the football season uh, with the with the Power Breaker show. So stay tuned for that as we go into next season. But that Chiefs Lions game to open up the year was really good, you know. And it's forgotten because it was Week One. But that Thursday night opener, Chiefs Lions Chiefs Lions coming in and winning what twenty one to twenty. They won, yeah, they won by a point. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was that was a really good game early on. And people say, like, oh, it was a fluke, and da-da-da. Well, it wasn't a fluke to them because, like I said, they, they went 12-5, and five, and now they're a game away from being in the Super Bowl. So for those that underestimate a week one win and what that can do for your season, look to that game there. Yeah, um, Then obviously, you know, Baltimore smacked Detroit a few weeks later, right? Baltimore smacks uh, Detroit. And, you know, so I feel like I don't want to see that twice because I've, I've, I've run to watch a competitive game. <laughs> I know both teams are better since, since then, but I would, I'd rather – I'd rather see a close game in 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 the championship. So that that's that. But I'm leaning towards both one teams making it, meeting Baltimore and San Francisco. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's Kansas City, Detroit, and the Super Bowl either. I think the thing about the Ravens this year for me specifically, and the reason why I'm a little higher on them, like I never really want to go against Pat Mahomes, like I said, but they smacked so many contenders this year. Like they really beat a lot of the big boys. And like when they beat them, they beat them handily. So they just kind of look like a big game team to me. Like they just look like adults, you know? And I, I said that about their their divisional round game. You know, they came in and they just did the adult thing. They just won like fucking grownups. They look like a team that's like, they're going to the fucking Super Bowl, you know? And the Chiefs, I think it's like, I think when you have a down year and a great team, and I think we saw a couple of years of Patriots teams like this, you can have a great QB get you so far, but you need a couple more elements. And I think when you come up against a team, like Brady was able to take less than serviceable teams and win championships with them. 2018, you referenced already on this show. But the, the I, I think those years have to happen where a lot of kind of serendipity is on your side and you have this baller QB. It 
it has like, all right, Pat did a lot with a little that season written all over it, which is get to the see the Ravens in the championship game and lose. That that to me feels like what this seat this this chief season is shaping up to be in in what I've seen in 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 sort of iterations of great teams of the past. I could be wrong, but I just the Ravens just look really, really, really hard to beat. And the problem is I think that the Chiefs kind of have to Greco Roman wrestle you. They have to sort of drag you into a specific type of game where like they're they're long drives and they're, you know, death by a thousand cuts and oh shit, then like one run breaks off, then another breaks off and like loud first downs, right time of game. I don't know if the Ravens are going to get dictated to like that. I don't think that they're going to like let you, I think they're, it's going to be their game from the first quarter. And I think the chiefs are going to be playing catch up. But then again, Pat Mahomes, as far as the 49ers lions go, I think it's health is going to be the biggest factor, um, which I think we knew was going to happen with this 49ers team coming into to crunch time in the season. I, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey has to play the whole game. Brock Purdy has to be protected, but most importantly, I really think Diva Samuel needs to come back in and needs to be, like you said, not hobbling a hundred percent. If that's the case, I would lean 49ers. If not, I would probably lean lines, but it remains to be seen. Great. I mean, it was a great uh, day of, of, of divisional football. There's only four teams left in it. I think all four teams deserve to be here. I like that, that, you know, I didn't have a divisional round where I was like, oh my God, do I even know anything about any of these teams? Like basically everyone I thought was going to win one. That's what happens when you get to this level of the playoffs. Like you, your, your, uh, your wins become losses and your losses become wins. It's the witching hour. You know, you have to be, you have to put up or shut up. And um, that's especially true. Of the conference championship deserve fucking you know, any which way. That's just a crazy game. You don't know what's going to happen in that game, but conference championship, you got to go out there. You got to be the better team. So I'm really looking forward to watching these four teams slug it out uh i really enjoyed if i was i i'd love to to hear your thought what was your favorite game of the weekend that we just watched it, 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 de- definitely the, the bill chiefs it um, was right it just felt like a classic game of football it yeah, really, I mean, yeah especially because you wanted to see could could josh allen them get it done this right you know, it had so, it it had everything it had everything um, yeah so yeah by 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 far that one and, i really um, enjoyed it what do you, which one are you more looking forward to going into this weekend the 49ers Lions. Yeah. It's got a little, it's got a little juice. A little, a little, Both are good though. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, because the Mahomes and Lamar, that's that's that that's gonna be an obvious choice, I think, for many. But to see like I want I want to see how golf and 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 Perry how they how they how they match up and how how that how that goes. Um yeah. So again, we talked, you know, I talked about on on a on a different platform, but you know, both both Chase Young has not been the guy over there in San Francisco. I don't um, think he. I don't think he. He was the asset that they thought he was when they. Yeah, got no, him. no, he hasn't been. I, post I, I, post I, injury, I just don't know if he's the guy. Um, the drafting. Aiden Hutchinson, who was the number two pick a few years back, or he might have been number one. He might no, no, he went number two. Great he, pick. Yeah, he yeah he seems to be primed and ready. Like everything they thought Chase was going to be, that's what he's doing over there. Um, he is a Michigan guy, so I, I think that 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 all. all a lot of people are making the Lions argument for for. Like yeah. in the in the various Bears situations I'm in, like a lot of people are making the Lions argument for like they traded a high pick for a Hall and then they got like Hutchinson and they got this and they got that. Like maybe we keep Fields and build around them. Like they had Jared Goff. Like they can make Jared Goff good. Like there's been a lot of that in the subreddits and the chat rooms. For me, yeah. I'm like, go get fucking Caleb Williams, please. Like just go fucking get him. Just do the smart thing. But um. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that I think that all of that is is very true. Like the edge rushing battle, the Lions win strangely, which you wouldn't have thought going into this matchup. I just right. worry about their ability to get the ball moved on them on the ground, and I think the 49ers are really good at that. You know, like they're gonna those like that that kind of game, screen passes, you know, zone runs, like that's gonna cut the fucking lines apart, right? Like it is though, isn't it? Like it's gonna be a shootout, so it is gonna be more. Probably the more fun game to watch, but yeah, more of a chess match maybe in the in the in the early game, and uh, maybe a little bit of an old west gunfight in the later game. So, it's uh, it's been me, DK Sizzle. It's been Hollywood Ray. It's been missing the point, and it's been a pleasure talking about this sport for your lovely ears. Until next week, when we do our post conference championship chat and our pre Super Bowl chat, I will see you then.
Electricast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 